go. You are listening to Only the Important Stuff, and I'm your host, Jeff Heinrich. Thank you for checking out the podcast today. Of course, it is Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. And seeing as we may have a few new listeners to the podcast today, uh, as mentioned, my name is Jeff Heinrich. Uh, I'm a former baseball player for the Augustano Vikings, class of 02. Used to get on the bump back in the day and do my best to throw gas uh, against the current head coach of the Augustana University Vikings, Tim Huber. Uh, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you're a longtime listener, appreciate you, shout out. You know Tim has been on the podcast before, and uh, as it's spring, I was thinking it'd be a really cool way, uh, it'd be really cool in a fun way to have him back on the podcast and to talk about the team and the year ahead of them. It's kind of a unique way to get an update to all the alumni out there who keep track of the program and want to see, want to hear how they're doing, want to see how they're doing. Uh, super grateful we were able to make it work uh, as it was fairly last minute. And uh, as you're listening to this, the boys are likely headed out to Denver uh, for their season opener this Friday. Uh, anyways, enough of me rambling. Uh, without further ado, my conversation with the national championship winning head baseball coach of the Augustana University Vikings, Tim Huber. Here we go. All right, welcome back to the podcast, Coach Huber. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's sunny in Sioux Falls today, and must be baseball season. Major League teams are reporting, and Oof. you're hearing baseball news, and Division One started this past weekend, so it's it's time. Gosh, it, you know, we've had like a really mild winter. I'm sure you have as well uh, down in Sioux Falls. I know you guys got hit a couple times harder than we did up here, but it's just been – it's felt like spring is like right here like for the last like three or four months and I'm sure you guys are chomping at the bit so it's got to be nice knowing like you're going to be able to be on a field in South Dakota in February before playing a game <laughs> yeah it's huge uh, you know we, we've been out four days so far uh, which honestly is pretty common we're able to do that most years last year as you said no no way as much snow as we had and right. yeah I, it was a lot different in Minnesota I, I drove up um Oh, when, when was it? it? Must have been like mid January, mid to late January, to to do a, kind of a recruiting talk in the Twin Cities at uh, the Saints Park, and there was no snow anywhere. As a matter of fact, that field looked beautiful. It's green grass, and I'm like, jeez, it's baseball season here in St. Paul. But we had a, quite a bit of snow left. We didn't get out until um, you know a couple weeks after that, and then it started warming up. And so yeah, we've been out four times. We'll get out two more times on our field here the next two days before we leave for Colorado. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's a it's a huge advantage for sure, as opposed to seeing your first like live pitch in outdoor weather, like in a game situation. So <laughs> very, very nice. Very nice. Well, as I mentioned, super excited to have you back on. Uh, I reached out to you, geez, honestly, like two days ago, uh, just kind of, I'd had this thought in my mind after your last newsletter, like, this is a super simple way for, you know, you to kind of be able to talk, get your thoughts out, whatever, uh, on the season, on the team, how you're doing. And I thought it'd be a really fun way to, for you to be able to kind of interact with whomever you want to share it with really, and just talk about how you guys are doing, where you're at, what you're looking forward to this year. Um, so I'm just, I'm, I'm jacked to be able to kind of like be able to give back and in, in that small fashion and kind of make this a little easier. Uh, and for you and, and the team and yeah super excited to have you on so I can't wait uh, to kind of dive in and just kind of talk about 
everything and like what your level of excitement and anticipation is for the season. You name it, really. You name it, man. I, I, I'm jacked. So yeah, in your update, in your last update, right? Um, that was in December. Like you, you've mm-hmm. gone through winter training. Like how how are things feeling for you right now? You're you're what three days away from your first game? Four. Yeah, we play Friday, so whatever that math is, I guess. <laughs> when this comes out, too. But, yeah, so four days away from your first game. How are you feeling? How did winter training go? I'll open the floor up. Fire away. Yeah, no, so I, I, I've said a ton from the fall to the off season, probably in that newsletter, uh, even as recent as a, a week or two ago. Uh, things look really good on paper, and we really are excited because we're experienced. We got a lot, of, a lot of guys back from a World Series run last year and a ton of positives. And, I, man, I've, I've probably been more realistic with myself the last just week in practice to, to just say out loud. And I've kind of told we, we have not been very good. We just we don't look good right now. And, and, I, and maybe that's because we've been inside so much. We've seen our own guys so much. Um, but uh, I, I'm not sure. I, I've been trying to be critical, but yet – um, not too too negative with our players. Uh, the hitters have probably been a little bit more critical because we just got to figure something out from an approach standpoint. We had such a rough year last year offensively. Um, pitchers really really got us to where we needed to get to last year, and, and largely I think the pitchers have been pretty solid this winter. But if I were to summarize, yeah, not where we would hope to to be right now in terms of how guys are feeling, how they're how they're looking. Um, but, but again, that's the cool part is you get outside this week and we, we know that, I think our players know that where they're at. Um, and then we'll work on a couple things next couple of days. We get a practice in, in Sterling, um, uh, Colorado on the way out to Denver on Thursday. And it'd be nice to get on a field that's grass because sure. we play on a grass field this weekend. That's such a huge deal. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know that we're where we want to be, especially considering we had more of a time to prepare than, um, most years, but, uh, again, it's not going to be a negative conversation here today. I, I still no. like what we've got. I like yeah. our talent. Uh, we're just going to need to make that step forward to be what we want to be this year. Absolutely. And I, you know, we're, we're former ball players. I think there's always that little, that little thing that it's like a, it's a hump you got to get over at the end of winter, right before the season starts where you've been, you've been going, and going and going and you you have to take this break just due to our weather where we got to go inside and it's it's not as exciting of work you can still get important and valuable work in but it's not as exciting and so I wonder if like maybe there's just like a little switch that we kind of have in our heads that kind of like we're not the effort's not necessarily always there towards the end of the winter because you're just so excited for games and like to get on the field and to actually play and see that work come to fruition hopefully yeah no you're you're spot on I've done this a long time now I feel like I'm getting older and older and older but I I tell our players this a lot I say it early in the fall I say it at the first couple practices in January it's really really easy to show up and be present right now because it's exciting it's new it's whatever it is you're just ready to go yeah and then at some point and and largely we were great in early january we looked like we're supposed to look you Mm -hmm. know i was like oh well pitchers are pretty good right now considering they you know haven't done a lot of that and hitters same thing like we were ahead of the pitchers early in january the hitters are never ahead of the pitchers at that time yeah inside and crappy lighting and facility we have (laughs) 
but but they were, you know. But again, it's you're probably dialed in, you're excited about it, and then as the weeks go along, it's kind of like, oh, we're here again today. And mm-hmm. so that's a big message that I'm going to touch on. We've got a team meeting today, uh, and, and just to kind of like, hey, look, guys, we're there. It's it's real now. So this week is really really important. Not that the other weeks weren't, but dial it in, have some focus, be present a little bit more regularly during practice. And, and let's, let's understand that every at bat, when you face a live pitcher this week, that's, that's a real thing, you know, decisions are made by the coaching staff and, and it's going to help your confidence leading into game, you know, game weekend and all those kind of things. And two weeks ago, like who gives a toot if you strike out three times in a indoor cage, you know, who cares, but you know, so all, all those things. Yeah. You're, you're spot on and, and it, it did drag on. That was, that's my biggest concern this year is starting up a little bit later or even a week or two later than normal. Just it, it drags, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out this week. And, and again, getting outside will help tremendously. And that's baseball too, right? Like, I mean, being able to able to mentally overcome uh, at times, you know, it can feel like a slog, especially if you're not where you think you should be performance wise right because the the games are it's relentless it's it's you know three four five a week and it you you know you don't get a break you don't get a chance to go kind of like step back you know there's no bye week built in and you can kind of step back and go work on your craft a little bit you 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 mentally baseball is such a mental game we know that right that you have to be able to kind of overcome that and it's a good I think that's a great like kind of like tool and testament to kind of like tell them like yeah we're we're hitting this but guys we're just getting started we've got you know we got to kind of keep grinding because we've got a full season ahead of us and we're going to have our ups we're going to have our downs we're not going undefeated most likely so you know yep. you got to learn how to overcome now yep yep no that there there's no doubt about it and yeah. and again it's 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 a, a my message is going to be, it's not a woe is me thing, right? We're fine. There's no issues. We're not concerned. It's just, let's, again, let's dial it in. Yeah. Let's, the, the beauty of where this year does play out is that once we start playing, we do have some consistency. So we play every weekend the rest of the spring now, weather permitting, of course. Yeah. But um, as opposed to, you know, no offense to how it played out for softball, but they our softball team played February 1st this year. And then they had three weeks off, and now they play again this weekend. And that's hard. After you've been outside to go inside for two or three weeks, yeah, sucks. So I, I don't. I think once we get rolling here, I'm going to feel good about it. Our guys will feel good about it. You're outside a little bit more regularly. The weather, as you said, is starting to turn. So it's going to feel more like what it's. Hey, it's baseball season. It's spring. It's you know, let's let's figure out this grind and let's get into it and embrace it. And and again, at the end of the day, it's it's what all these young kids say. Let's go. You know, mm-hmm. let's let's go and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, you're coming off, right? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to list some, uh, I'm going to go through some accomplishments here. Back to back, you know, NSIC regular season champs, right? Super regionals four out of the last five years, if I'm not mistaken. Every year there's been a super regional. We've been in it. Second college world series appearance last year. When in your own words, you thought you were early unanimous preseason pick, Pitcher of the year preseason, player to watch preseason, yada, 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 right? Like I could go on and on, right? And all that's to say, right, I think understandably expectations are fairly high for you all this year, right? And expectations can be killer. How are you, right, like keeping your staff, how are you and your staff keeping the kids, the players hungry, humble, driving? What are you doing to really kind of like – let them know, like, this is all, as you mentioned, on paper, 
we ain't done a thing yet. What are what what's your message? Yeah, th- this fall there was a little bit of that at the very end of the fall. Um, quite honestly, I haven't said a word about any of that stuff here the last, uh, well, since we started practice and, uh, the team meeting today, there's going to be a little bit of that, uh, you know, mentioned to discussed, um, just, just the understanding part of it. I, I think for me, the, the big piece of the puzzle is that all those things that you just said, it's awesome. You know, that was largely the message in my newsletter when I sent it out in January. We're in such a, a really cool spot right now as a program. And to be in, um, yeah, man, just conversations with the best uh, Division II teams in the entire country, not just in our conference anymore, in the entire country, is that's a good place to be. And so mm-hmm. we'll take those expectations and figure out what that looks like and how to deal with it, how to manage it. I, I much prefer that. I've been on the other side of it, you know, and, and to sit in the chair that we're in right now and just, all right, guys, let's, let's see what you're made of. You know, last year was a conversation about how to help you understand what it does look like to be successful. And you did, you figured it out. We got there right. now. It's a whole nother animal, you know, like, Hey, everybody expects you to be that team this year. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do about that? How are you going to approach it? How are you going to show up every day when literally you're the targets on your back, everybody's going to, you know, give you their best and all those type of things. So um, we will certainly talk a little bit more about that. And, and then just, uh, the failure that goes with those type of things. And I think for me, the best ones, and I've seen this now in our program, the best teams, the best programs, the best players, they bounce back really, really well. As you said earlier, we're not going to go undefeated. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to probably have the the 2018 year where we started out, I don't freaking know the number, but it was 20-something and two or one or get ranked number one in the country pretty early in our season. And that was a crazy, crazy start to our year. It was almost just like I couldn't even believe what was going on. You know, <laughs> yeah. that that's probably not going to happen. It does great. Um, but but either way, the, the best teams can have a, a game that they lose and they don't play great and they, they show up the next day and make their corrections. Or heaven forbid you lose two in a row. That you don't, you for sure don't lose three and lose a series, you know? Mm. And, and so um, whatever it looks like, I think that'll be something we want to make sure we take pride in this year is, Hey, you're going to lose a game. That's okay. But let's yeah. not, let's not hang our heads. Let's not pout about it. Let's, let's move on. Um, let's learn what was right, what was wrong. And, you know, that's a big one. I, I tend to talk about a lot at the end of games is, you know, what was good, what was bad. Um, sure. And this year I'm going to make it a point uh, on my end to, to talk more about what was good. Cause I'm typically the, I'm the coach, right? I point out what you did wrong. And so we can correct it, but um, see if we can talk about more of, of what, what was good and what was right. So some guys can learn from that too. Sure. Sure. Well, and I mean, you know, I, I think as you mentioned, as you mentioned, right, like you guys um, you've earned where you're at now. Right. And, and you, they showed up there to be in that conversation on the regular. And so mm-hmm. if you didn't want the, you know, if you didn't want this kind of pressure, this, this probably wasn't where, you know, like you shouldn't have come here. Like, this is what we're building. We want to be in these conversations every single day and we are going to push, we're going to drive. And yeah, we, we, we understand nobody's perfect, but yeah, like that's, it's a, it's an honor to, to be in those conversations because they're happening so much more regularly now as they should be right. You've built a monster there, the team that the players have put up the performance that is being recognized as it should, right? Which is really impressive for a team, in my opinion, you know, so far north. It's really tough to do. So, you know, take pride in it. You know, it's a badge of honor, uh, but you can't hide behind it either, right? Like you got to go out and work 
for sure. For sure. Um, uh, let's get to the team now. Let's see how they're, you know, I mean, I think the thing that stuck out to me, you know, when, when, when looking at everything, right. You're returning essentially every starting position player, right. And if not more that have played a significant amount of games. And I think one of the things that I think is really impressive is that so many of them really play like multiple positions. Um, mm-hmm. And in reading that, I was struck by that, right? And it doesn't feel like you have guys like locked into spots. I don't, I, I'm curious, has any of that changed? Has that become more clear? Or are you kind of like, do you pride yourself and that team on the fact that you are so flexible and you're able to kind of plug and play in so many different spots, depending upon performance or, you know, how guys are feeling, injuries, you name it, right? Yeah, no, I, I, it's, it's one of our identities. I, I'm really intentful and it's purposeful and, and that happening. Um, you know, I, I always say that uh, the, the stories I tell are the, a lot of it's recruiting stuff, but this answers your question. We, we go back to the national championship year. Uh, Jordan Barth never played first in his life. We went from shortstop, we moved him out to first base. And as a freshman, he played there. Ryan Nickel was our Barth hit fourth. Nickel was our five-hole hitter as, as freshman, and and Ryan never played the outfield in his life, and we moved in there not too long before our first games of the year. And so it, it just, again, anytime you look at it is how can we get our best athletes, our best bats in the lineup that have the ability to be very, very better than serviceable at the positions they're going to play. And so we move guys, guys around in practice. Um, Tate Miners is probably the best example of that right now. Mm-hmm. Last year, you know, we moved him to second base. He never really had played second base in his life, um, but he played second. He played left field, and at, at probably game one, Tate starts at second base, and he feels confident and good there. He's a, he's a fifth-year senior, but he might play first base. He might play left field. Um, we hope that Tate's in the lineup every day because that means he's swinging the bat like he's capable of, uh, sure. right? Um, and so then wherever he plays, we maybe find the, the other guy that's playing well at that position, and Tate can – play another spot you know whereas maybe somebody can only play second base so he moves to left or what have you so it it does it provides some position flexibility some lineup flexibility as far as just getting more guys in there really the for me there's very few guys on our team that can only do one thing um and and that is very very purposeful and, and even our outfielders can probably play all of the spots for the most part um but yeah, it's uh, to answer your question. We we don't have it figured out yet. Um, I I think it's going to be really hard for me to make up a lineup early that doesn't look very similar to what it was at the end of last year. But there's a huge but here. That is not going to be what our lineup looks like. I know that right now, sitting in my chair. There's yeah. some guys that uh, maybe didn't contribute a ton last year, or maybe just a little here and there that are going to be really key members that are, are going to end up being, I think one of our regulars and there's two or three people that I think fit that. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's going to be really interesting as the pieces get put together, as we face right and left on in the lineup from a pitching standpoint, uh, which of our left-handed hitters largely can stay in there against lefties. Same thing with righties against a pitcher we know has a good slider because we have some, we now have some some flexibility on both sides of the plate where we can change up the lineup a little bit. Uh, when do we give a guy like Dre Dirksen a break from behind the plates? Um, things like that. That you know, I, I I think there is some some. It's just nice to have the position flexibility. You know, long ways about answering your question. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a huge a huge advantage um, for any team to have, right? I mean, obviously your pitchers are probably your pitchers. <laughs> 
<laughs> but even there, I, I would imagine there's probably some flexibility in that. Yeah, this guy can start and go nine, but in a pinch, I can call him in for long relief if needed. And, you know, maybe some bullpen guys can step up and, and eat some innings if and when necessary as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, and, and, and not, not only that, but there's, let's see, one, two, three, four, there's five guys that are traveling with us this weekend that are pitchers and position guys, they're combos, nice. you know, and I think that at our level, that's becoming less and less common, but we just, we like guys that do that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and these are guys that are on our travel roster. They're not, not just on our roster. There's, there's several others that are pitchers and position guys. There may be a, a little further ahead on one side of the baseball or the other, as far as pitching or, or position player, but that provides more flexibility too. You know, mm-hmm. if, if a guy has a chance to help you on the mound in relief and he's also a defensive replacement or a middle of the order bat, uh, whatever that looks like. So sure. yeah, it's, 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 it's unique. It's different for us. It's, it's worked really well. Nice. Nice. Now, now who are some of the, you know, this is, this is your, this is your world. Who are some of the hitters you're looking really to kind of step up this year and, and really, you know, obviously, obviously, you know, like I said, you got preseason player to watch, right? Um, yep. Big expectations for him, but anybody else on the team that you kind of think are all right? These guys, I'm really hoping have like some breakout years, and if they do, we're going to be as successful as we want to be. I I think that my answer this year, and I'm going to try to tell our guys this today. Um, I really don't think we need anybody to have the kind of year that they think they need to have. We, we have enough talent and enough depth. You know, Jordan Barth is one of our assistant coaches now. And he said, I, I feel like we have a lot of middle of the order type hitters, you know, like a lot of them. Wow. And I, and I agree with them. I said, there there's, there's guys that might hit seventh, eighth or ninth in our lineup early in the season that end up being our three old hitter later in the year, you know, as it, as it shakes out. And so I just want them to think that just, don't put too much. It's this common thing in baseball, especially when you're old, the, the Dre Dirksons, the Jack Hines, the Nick Banowitz, the, the Tate Miners, your, your senior year, you try to be that guy, right? And you do what everybody thinks you're supposed to do instead of just like, hey, enjoy the year. Have some fun with it. You know, don't don't worry so much about how many home runs you hit or what your batting average is or how many bases you steal or whatever that is. Statistically, just have a great at bat and then have another great at bat and hit the ball hard and, you know, be, be the guy that Spencer Marenko was last year who nobody knows who Spencer is. He ended up starting one of our world series. Games. actually, I think he started both world series games at second base. And I think he hit like two ten last year or something, but he hit more balls hard than in limited action. than probably a lot of guys on our team, you know, just have good at bats, have good approaches, hit the ball hard and let the baseball gods hopefully take care of the rest. Cause if you do that, we're going to keep playing you. You're going to get out there and you're going to, probably help our team win but to, to go down to individual names you know obviously Dre he's just a guy that he's he's super talented I hope he can just stay in the moment and not worry about the stuff outside of his control you know sure. the, the draft the pro stuff the, the things that people like him that have that ability naturally it creeps into their mind and it sucks you know there's nothing you can do about it but it just have a great year and have fun with it. And that will take care of itself. It just will. Mm -hmm. Um, But but he just needs to be our anchor and be in the lineup every day and have good, you know, consistency offensively behind the plate. Um, You know, I I think Jack Hines, um, it's funny because we we told Jack this last year after the spring, uh, he probably had in his mind and our mind, like maybe a little bit of a quote unquote down year, but 
he had led our team in batting average. He just didn't hit for as many home runs. He only had six on the year and not quite as many doubles as he's capable of. And the dude's got juice and bat speed. And again, it's not like I'm putting pressure on Jack, but I expect him to have a really, really big year this year as a, you know, he's finally a third year guy in our program. He looks really comfortable at the plate yeah. and he's loud. The ball's loud off of his bat, you know, and, he always hits the ball the other way well if he's, he's starting to pull the ball with more authority this this winter. So, again, he's a guy that really, could be really good. Um, Tate Miners is old and missed a lot of last year with a broken wrist, but he's Tate's a guy that has he gained a ton of confidence last year as a fourth-year guy, and now as a fifth-year guy, he just needs to realize, like, why was I good last year? Because I wanted to be good, and I was confident, you know. Sure. And, and so just go out there and do it, and it'll take care of itself. Um, you know, and, and there's some others. You know, Parker Mooney ended up hitting third for us at the World Series as a freshman last year. Parker takes really, really good at bats. Uh, I think he would be the first one to tell you. I mean, he swung and missed and struck out more than a guy like him usually does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if he just gets more consistent with putting the ball in play, he's going to see his batting average rise. Uh, he's going to hit it over the fence because he has power. And Parker is just, you know, again, I think he's a key member uh, of our of our team. I mean, I'm just going to keep saying guys because yeah. there's so many offensive talents. Um, Nick Banowitz, he's a stud. He had a great year last year. But, again, he keeps working on his swing. He's driving the ball a little bit more consistently. Last year was largely just a single if Nick got a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he hit one home run. But um, he's been working on things and having good at-bats. And it runs really well. Uh, Trevor – Trevor Winterstein had a great sophomore year last year. Now he's a junior. Um, he got a little too inconsistent after he hit a couple home runs early last year, right? You've mm-hmm. heard this before. Oh, yeah. They changed their swing. They tried to do too much. Instead of Trevor, just go hit the ball middle of the field the other way. If it shows up inside, you're strong enough, you'll hit a home run. Yeah. But just get on the base more consistently. Don't try to do too much because he's going to steal a bunch of bases. Um, Luke Balwig is this big, strong ox sixth year guy, uh, because of COVID, you know, three years at a Juco, three years with us. And, and he's, uh, our guys give him a hard time because he's probably the biggest, strongest guy on our team and he doesn't hit very many home runs, you know, <laughs> but, uh, he hits it hard. He's another potential middle of the order type bat. Sure. Uh, and so there's, there's just a, a lot of, a lot of guys that are, that are in the mix to have, I guess what you would call great years, um, and so we'll just we'll see how that plays out. Uh, you know, I, I I can't forget Reagan Pinnow as a, he was a freshman last year too, and um, wasn't consistent. But he, you look at his stats at the end of the year, like wow, he did that as a freshman. You know, he had I think nine, ten home runs, and Jeez. I just had a really good freshman year. He's gotten bigger and stronger, and mm-hmm. um, maybe sputtering a little bit at the plate right now. But I, he's a guy that'll figure it out. And same thing, needs to trust that he's really good. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I I think I touched on largely the guys that were there last year for the most part that were yeah. our, our offensive pieces of the puzzle. Sure. Any, any, um, I, I guess I'll say like freshman slash underclassmen that you've kind of been pleasantly surprised by fall, winter, and kind of you expect to maybe not necessarily be, you know, a JT mix type right, right. out of the gate, but um, that you expect, yeah, they're going to contribute and probably play a lot. Yeah, the first guy is a is a is a returner. He's a second year, but he's a he's a fourth year college guy. Sam Siegel. He's a Sioux Falls kid. Okay. Went to JUCO out, out of high school. And Sam, I won't bore you with the long story. He had a really rough off season. Hurt his back. Had surgery. Just never really got back to where he needed to get to last spring. And he mm-hmm. largely he went from a guy last fall 
where we thought he was going to be one of our best players, like middle of the order. Sure. He was our, one of our dudes. And then just the injury happened. And um, he had a great fall. He's, he's swinging it pretty well right now. He's one of the leaders on our team. He's just, a, he's, he's, a, he's one of the glue guys. And I think he's going to be one of our key people because of his mindset in addition to his ability. You know, he doesn't look quite like he did before the injury, but he's a lot closer. And sure. uh, I think it's going to click for him at some point, maybe right away. So he's a, a big piece, um, even though he's not a freshman. Uh, Joe Kolbeck is another name that's really athletic. He's from Brandon. Um, you know, so another Juco guy, first year with us, can play a few different infield positions. And uh, it, the bat piece, we'll see how it goes. He's been a little inconsistent, but it's there. And if Joe gets clicking, he could be really talented. He can steal some bases. He could fill some of the some of the holes in the infield, as as I referenced. And then, you know, I th- I think freshman wise, guy by the name of Riley Rochadel, Riley, um, his high school numbers were incredible on the mound and as a position player. And he's going to still do both for us. He's probably a little ahead right now on the mound, but position wise, we got to figure out where he's going to play. I've told a couple people, he doesn't know this yet. We're going to give him some reps in the outfield as soon as we get outside more regularly and mm-hmm. just let him run around and be athletic and just yeah. worry about hitting. Um, but Riley just, he has a knack for contact. He doesn't strike out much. Um, I think he's kind of fighting through some swing stuff like most freshmen do this time of the year. Um, but it, it, there's just something there with him again, whether it clicks this year or not, who knows, but it's, he's going to be a guy that'll, be a, a big contributor for us at some point. We might not even need him to as a freshman, but mm-hmm. there, there's something in there for sure with with Riley. There's a couple other guys, but those are probably the main, you know, maybe new names. Sure, sure, absolutely. And I mean, that's always a pleasant surprise, right? When, um, and you know, hopefully you have an issue like that where you've got a freshman, you just or an underclassman, you just can't keep out of the lineup, right? They're doing everything right. They're putting the ball in play, and it's that's that's a blessing. Right. And, yep. you know, only furthers the program along when you get somebody who's there is no expectation, you know, that you just come in, do your job. And, man, we just we can't keep you out. It's huge. Yeah, I, I always say this, too. I, there's going to be somebody I mean, maybe a name or two in my head, but there's going to be somebody in, in that freshman group that. I didn't even say on this podcast and you, he's going to show up. And by the halfway through the year, you're like, who's this guy? You didn't even talk about him. And it's like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? He got, he got <laughs> opportunities on JV and, and started swinging the bat well and something clicked when you're outside more regularly. There'll be somebody like that. You know, sure. I don't know if he'll be one of our best players, but somebody that contributes and, and helps us win a game at some point. Along the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, moving on to pitching, right? It, I don't want to call it a huge loss, but the loss. Oh, I know of, where you're going. It's a huge loss. The loss of <laughs> Seth Miller, right, from last year's team, right? Uh, I assume that's going to be a big boy, void to fill, right? A uh, lot of innings to eat, uh, just kind of your bulldog, your anchor on the mound. You know, who are you kind of hoping and or expecting kind of steps in, fills that role, um, eats those innings for you, uh, for your team, kind of. Yeah, yeah. No, nobody, nobody does what Seth Miller did for us last year. Right? I mean, it just you can't. It's, I mean, may, maybe ability-wise, somebody can get there. Like somebody is, is going to have that opportunity on any given day to be yeah. just as good or better than Seth Miller. We we have some of those guys sure. for sure. Um, but just 
the big picture, all of the things that, that come together to make Seth who Seth was, uh, having been here, you know, for as long as he was and just knowing what it looked like. Um, you know, he, he just, Seth's freshman year in the Super Regional, not to spend much time talking with Seth Miller because it's 2024, but 2019, his first year, he, he saved the game in, in the Regional that year at home and as a freshman that I wasn't surprised. He just had the mindset, you know, and he did that all the way through his entire career with us. And then last year was just, I guess, the culmination, culmination so to speak, of him doing everything we needed him to to get us back, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that I just – we don't have anybody with that mindset. We, we don't. Um, there's some guys that are close. There are. Sure. Um, Caleb Sari uh, is a different personality, but Caleb talent-wise is really, really good. Um, I'm really curious to see what kind of year Caleb has. Um, not, not that I'm going to say this is a negative, but he hasn't been what I, I hoped he would be this winter. And maybe that's a good thing because it hasn't clicked yet. We've seen his velocity start to tick up here the last couple live outings in the cages. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I thought he was going to be 90-92 this spring and sit there more consistently, and he, he just hasn't been. But he's added two or three more pitches, and I'm just like, geez, we got, like, two hands here. We may need third hand to call the number of pitches he has. So um, <laughs> he throws a ton of strikes. He's really unique. He's got a, a really good knuckleball. Um, he's added, I think, a, a sweeper, a cutter, uh, a curveball that's now usable that never used to be. I mean, I, honestly, I don't even know how many pitches he has. It's crazy. But uh, two-seam fastball. He's now using a two-seam fastball in addition to his four-seam. Okay. He just – it's there. And, and Caleb has pitched some big games for us. He pitched a really big one last year. Well, he started one of our World Series games. I mean, he's he's really talented. He's a senior. Um, he's supposed to be the guy, right? Like he was that yep. preseason pick of the year that you're referencing, and, and he's the the no-brainer of the group to just have that kind of a year and, and lead our staff on the field. Um, there's a bunch of other people that could fall in anywhere from the second slot to the number five guy in a midweek. Um, at least what we're going to start the year is Ashton Mishik is probably the second name who as a freshman last year pitched some really, really big innings, had a good, good freshman year, and, and we right. just – we need Ashton to, again, just not try to do too much, not try to be the guy. You know, he wants to throw harder, and we want him to also. But, you know, he was really good throwing 84, 86 last year. Yeah, he touched 88, 89, 90 at times. But he just really needs to remember that's who he was, and he was really talented. And, and now he's throwing a little bit harder, and it's like, okay, now I'm trying to be somebody I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. instead of being down in the zone and mixed pitches and all that kind of stuff. So, it, it, when something when something clicks for him and it will, it hasn't yet this winter. He should be an absolute stud uh, for us because he's got the mentality. He wants it. He's got all those things. Uh, so he's going to pitch game two. Um, game three is going to be a, a unique one. Uh, a guy by the name of JD Hennon. Um, I think if I were to point to a guy on our team that has the best true stuff and ability, it's JD. Interesting. And JD pitched two innings last year as a freshman. Didn't have the confidence. Didn't throw it over the plate consistently. Not a guy I'm going to pitch. <laughs> if you can't, if you can't throw it over the plate, and you don't have confidence. I don't care if you throw 100 with the best breaking ball in Division Two baseball. Like you're not pitching for us. Right. And uh, and so JD was that guy last year. And we talked to him about what his summer looked like, and he handled it awesome. He went and played amateur ball right in your area. Oh yeah. And he's an Alexandria kid, and uh, he he had I think, gosh, I should know, four 20 strikeout games. Four 20 strikeout games <laughs> like three or four no hitters and it's amateur ball. I get it, but sure. Uh, JD's 90 to 92. 
Uh, really good breaking ball. He has two of them, but um, changeup has come a long ways, and its service will pitch for him now. Yeah. And so he didn't walk a guy all fall, which is a huge deal. And he dominated our hitters. Now it's a small sample size, it's nine or ten innings, but for him, that's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so anyways, we, we told JD after this fall, I'm like, Hey man, you know, I know you didn't pitch it all last year, but I love where your mind's at. Confidence is good. You're going to start for us at least to start the year. We'll see how it goes. Let's see if you can handle it. Go be a stud, mm-hmm. you know, go be the guy you're capable of being and trust yourself. And so we're going to give him the ball and, and just see how it goes. You know, he could show up and, and put up some unbelievable performances or he could go out there and, and let a bad at bat or a bad inning affect him and, and roll the wrong direction. We'll see. But I'm, sure. I'm, I'm really liking where JD's at. He's had a great winter largely. Um, and so he's going to, he's going to start a game this weekend. And then Caleb Kranz, uh, Caleb's been great in a more of a relief role for us. He's one of the top strikeout uh, per nine inning guys in our program's history, which is pretty impressive. Has a really good breaking ball, throws hard enough. And, um, and Caleb has wanted to start. We've just had so many good pitchers, and he's been really good in relief, so we've sure. kind of kept him there. He started a, a decent amount last year, and now it's his, his senior year. So, like, he, he came back. He was going to graduate, and he decided to come back. I'm like, all right, man, you're, you want to start? You be the guy. Go sure. And so we're going to give him every opportunity, and, and he would be the first one to tell you he's had an awful winter, for sure an awful last couple weeks. Yeah. He just hasn't been consistent, um, but that's fine. Hopefully it just clicks for him and he figures something out in his bullpen or whatever this week and he goes out there and shoves on, on Sunday for us. And he, he's going to be good. It's a matter of what role and we'll let Caleb um, Kranz get into that that starting spot and, and just kind of kind of see from there. So th- that's kind of the at least the initial starting rotation. Sure. And then there's some, other, there's some other people in the mix. Yeah, nice, nice. And bullpen, solid, I yep. assume, you know, safe to assume, Diedrich's is – Still, yeah. am I saying that right? Diedrich, Diedrich. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, to assume he's still your stopper. <laughs> yeah, Didi is. Uh, we got to make sure Didi's awake when the game's going on. <laughs> he's that. He's that guy. Um, I remember which that. is why. That's why he's really good. He just there's there's a slow heartbeat there, you know, yep. and I uh, just love how how he goes out there and just bang doesn't care. You know, I mean, he cares. He cares a ton. He wants to compete. He wants sure. to win, but. You would not know know that watching him on the mound. It's just, yeah, okay, give me the ball back, you know, throw another pitch. So uh, that's Adam. Um, I, I think that I was a little, not worried, but like, oh, boy, Didi, you don't look great early winter. And this last week or so, it's all started to show up. His stuff has been better. His changeup's been really, really effective. He's thrown a little bit harder. We're starting to see the ball jump into the 90s a little bit again for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he just sees him. So I once I saw that I'm like oh yeah this is a we're we're good yeah you know he's he's never wavered with his confidence but um, it was good for me to just see that again and yeah he'll be the back end guy uh, how do we get to him we're kind of figuring that out there's some middle pieces there um, probably the biggest name I haven't said yet that I'm really really high on is Ethan Cole okay. um, Ethan is Ethan's one of our top two or three pitchers overall he he probably will end up starting for us at some point. Um, he needs to because he deserves to, but um, he's also the guy that goes in in relief and just has a great mentality, competitive, throws hard, has good stuff, and he, he's just going to get the job done. So we want him to be that kind of whatever game it is, you know, go give us some length if our, one of our starters doesn't do as well as we hoped, or maybe we got to the middle of the innings in a nine-inning game and, hey, go finish it. Go sure. give DD a break this, this game and and uh, so Ethan's Ethan's going to be a big piece, at least to start the season as that bridge guy. 
um, but probably will be a longer guy or starter as the as the year goes along. Um, Ryan Clemente is a sophomore that he's seen his velocity spike a little bit. He's been 90 to 92 every single time this winter he's pitched. Nice. Um, off speed's still coming along, but he's been throwing a lot more strikes. If, if he can throw it with more confidence, uh, he's going to be another guy that's that's going to be really big for us in, in the mm-hmm. bullpen. Um, there's some other pieces. Mariano Gomez is a transfer first-year guy that – has thrown a ton of strikes and doesn't miss in the middle a lot. I, I'm sure he's hoping his velocity climbs. He's kind of more mid eighties right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been up to 90 in the past. So he's a big lefty that'll add a nice different look dynamic, uh, to what we've got going on. Um, and, and there's some other guys that, you know, again, we, we just need to see a little bit more, but there's a, a ton, a ton of talent, um, in the bullpen potentially that we just need to get them out there and get more experience and get more innings and, and just see how they do in those competitive settings and, and let it kind of, kind of shake out a little bit. So, yeah. um, yeah, I like where we're at. There's, there's a lot more depth, I think, uh, talented depth and whether they can get anybody out and compete in a big game. I don't have any clue, but we'll find that out. Yeah. That's why, that's why you tell the rubber, right? <laughs> Got to find out when the, you know, when, the, when, uh, the ump says play ball. No doubt about that. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, is, is, sure. And is that like kind of your general mindset with pitchers is, you know, early on in your career, you know, you're, you're mid relief and, you know, we're going to put you in, you know, when we need you. And yeah, if you, if you perform, you get more opportunities. Otherwise, you know, kind of like get your innings in JV. I'm just curious. Yeah. Yes is the answer. I think because of where we're at as a program yeah. now, Again, I have zero problem playing freshman. Absolutely sure. none. Right. Adam, Adam, um, or Adam um, Ashton Mishik pitched the uh, the super regional clincher against Mankato to get us to the World Series. He started that game as a freshman last year, so mm-hmm. we trusted him. He had, you know, he ended up with fifty some innings on the year. He he was a stud. He he didn't look like a freshman by the end of the year, you know. Yeah. And but up up to that point, he largely was a middle relief guy, and we got a couple spot starts here and there. Okay. Um, and yeah, it, just, it just gives us that opportunity to to ease them in a little bit. Um, you know, you, you always hate to see a freshman go out there, and you know, I I can think back. This is a a name that people should remember. Jacob Blank started our national championship game uh, in twenty eighteen, and uh, one of the most successful pitchers in the history of our program. But I remember we took our team that year on a foreign trip and watching Jacob and some other freshmen pitch in that first live game, like, Oh boy, this is going to be not going to be good. Like it just, I mean, just like, you know, I'm going to the bathroom down their leg at times. Right. It's just, it's just, you, you put too much pressure on yourself. Right. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's just, don't, it's just another game, you know, but that first one is always different. It just is, you know, whether you're so excited and amped up or you're so nervous or both. And so we, we, we've been able to, at least best we can, ease our guys into it, even if they are really talented. Mm-hmm. You know, I referenced Roshadel earlier, and, and he's going to be another great example of a pitcher this year that his stuff has gotten better. He's always been a strike thrower. You know, he's going to be an upper 80s, low 90s guy as a freshman. And so ability-wise, like most programs would say, okay, you're going to start one of our first couple games of the year. For us, we don't have to do that, you know, yeah. so we'll ease him in a little bit. We'll get him out there. He's, I told Clay, because we're going to play four games this weekend, we're probably going to have a guy like him have to pitch in a, and the way we're swinging the bat as a team. I hope I'm wrong, but if we don't score some runs, there's going to be a lot of close games. <laughs> so mm-hmm. potentially there's, there's a few younger guys that haven't done this yet. And 
I think he has the confidence that type of person can just go out there and, and not let the, the moment get too big, you know, but it's just hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's pitchers are, pitchers are weird, right? Like we, we can look good at times. And then, I mean, I know I fell victim to that. I'd have some days where it was like, man, I felt unhittable. And then others, I was like, uh, I would really appreciate someone coming to get me. <laughs> right? Like I do not deserve to be out here. I know that. It's, yeah. Well, but think about it, you know, your junior, senior year, how much different was it than your freshman year? Right. I mean, just like, you might still have those moments. I get it. Yeah. But it's, it feels very different. For sure. Yeah. There's, there's no jitters walking out there as you've done it a couple of times. Right. Um, yeah. Like, oof. I mean, I'm sure you've experienced it as a hitter. There are sometimes you're yep. up there at the plate and you're just absolutely helpless. You're like, I don't know yep. what's happening. <laughs> it's not yeah, who I performance am. Is still, performance is performance. And as they say in baseball, there's a lot of failure, but, um, it, it's, it's the mindset stuff. Like sure. You're not going to have it every day, but what, what still shows up when you don't have it? What do you do differently? You know? Absolutely. And the older you are, the more tools you have to deal with it. That That's the big piece of the puzzle is those old guys, you know, Caleb Kranz, yeah, he hasn't looked great. Um, but at the end of the day, like, he hopefully has the mindset to just go out there and like, God, geez, I don't have it today, but I'm going to do this instead. Or I've got this pitch I can go to and, instead. Or I, I can, if I'm going to miss and I keep missing, well, let's at least miss over the plate and down, you know, instead of missing on either side of the plate where the hitter is just naturally going to quit quit swinging at it. Maybe somebody swings at a ball if it's over the plate compared to off the plate. So mm-hmm. just stuff like that, you start to realize and recognize we've talked about it enough. They know what it looks like. That's a big one for me. Yeah. I just, I think the longer I do this, I try to tell our guys all the time, like you have to know what it looks like to be successful. If you don't know what it looks like, how are you, how are you ever going to change something? Sure. You know, you have to, you know, again, the young guys have to learn from the old guys and sometimes uh, the old guys need to learn from the young guys. Mm-hmm. That's the other part. The old guys put too much pressure on themselves and they try to do too much. And the young guys, they don't know any different. So they're just playing baseball, right? Yeah. It can work both ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Uh, who, who are the captains this year, right? Yeah. We, you know, it's really funny. So back when I played at Mankato, we all, Coach Boyer always had captains, but yet it was largely seniors, you know? Sure. And so I've always taken the approach that our all of our seniors are our captains, so to okay. speak. And we always kind of tell them, hey, if you're going to put a, a resume together, and I probably don't say this enough, but you should put down that you're a captain your For senior sure. year. You know, even though we don't really pick or select captains, you know, we, when, when stuff is going on, I'm going to go to the seniors. I'm going to talk to them. I want to get their opinions on the big items, you know, maybe not the lineup per se or things like that all that often. Yep. Um, but just the team stuff and the mentality and what's going on and any potential issues. So I think for me, it's just lit- literally because of the culture that we've built here, it's going to be the seniors because they just know what to expect. They know mm-hmm. what it looks like. They, they know what I want to happen, you sure. know, and, and I say this all the time. It's, it's not that what I think, we should be doing is right or wrong. It's just, I'm the head coach and this is how it's going to be. I tell our guys that. And so our seniors, they know what it looks like. They yeah. just know what that is. And so they're all going to be captains because there's, there's not, whether you're our best player or you're our, our guy that's on the travel roster now as a senior, that's not probably not going to play, but you have a role. Um, your role, part of your role is to be that guy, to know what the dugout is supposed to be doing when you aren't playing you know, and teach those younger guys. So to me, it's more about having a larger group that has a big determination in how we do 
and them controlling the culture and, and the team dynamic where I, then myself, our assistant coaches, we, we shouldn't have to do too much of that kind of stuff as the season gets rolling. Yeah. You know, we'll talk about it, but largely it's going to mean more coming from those guys. So, so to answer it, yeah, mostly it's just the seniors, you go be our leaders and, and then it, it takes care of itself without having a label as a captain. I love that. I love that as, as it should be. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head and I mean, Tim, I've been out of college for too long, right? To air, right? Oh, let's see here. 23, 22 years, right? I still have that on my resume that I was a captain yeah. on the baseball team, right? Four-year letter yep. winner, whatever you want to call it, right? I put it on there. It means something, and it, and they should take some pride in that. Um, it, you know, maybe, maybe not elected like it was back in our old days, um, voted on by your team or whatever, but you're put in a leadership position, and if for you it's the seniors, that means you – you you played for four five years and you made yep. it to the end and that shows something um, to me at least I think right that you 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 got through you didn't quit you know you didn't get cut none of those things like it, it matters it matters it definitely matters and I have people that still comment it comment on it if and when you know I they get a look at my resume they're like oh wow that's really cool like yeah, yeah it's a big deal yeah it absolutely is absolutely is. Well, and it, it, I mean, honestly, I laugh because in our program, if I if, if guys make it through for four or five years, they better put it on their resume. They deserve it. You know, if you made for it through sure. four or five years with me, like you had a demanding four or five years of your life and you got through it, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, it's that's that's a big piece. It it sounds like and again, to them, they probably don't recognize that. But as a professional and knowing how much of the world is going through the suck and that you're willing, that you have a backbone, you, you have a spine, you can withstand, you know, you can persevere. It matters a ton, right? Like I graduated with a, a random degree. I was, it wasn't specialized. Right. And so I was like, what was the point of college? Well, the point was I did it right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I set out to do it and I graduated, right? Like, no, yep. I'm not going to law school. I'm not going to be a doctor or an engineer, but I went to a, you know, a, fairly difficult academic school and I graduated in four years that means something just like being on a baseball team and putting in that work and becoming a senior and becoming a captain means something and the good people that you're going to work for know that yeah absolutely. when I when I write a letter of recommendation for any of our guys and it certainly happens plenty um I, I always make note of that you know just that he was on a baseball team, but he also was part of a program that had really high expectations and played for a coach that's going to push really hard, mm -hmm. you know, and, and he found a way to get through that and did it with flying colors. And if I'm writing a letter of recommendation, it's probably me. He's one of the top guys that they got through it, you know, yeah. with the, the right mentality and mindset and the, you know, the growth that went with that. You know, I, I just, I think for me, it's pointing out how, big of a deal it is to get through that plus your schooling, you know, sure. and, and how that should certainly separate a lot of college athletes, student athletes along the way because of the extra stuff they did and everything that they got put through, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, for sure. And, and let's be honest, we're putting, we're putting them through some stuff. Absolutely. Right? Uh, yeah. And then they got life and they got school and they got everything else going on and they got to deal with coach Huber getting on their butt. So, um, <laughs> it's it's a lot so you're right that they, yeah. they employers need to hear that i think they do largely appreciate that absolutely absolutely well looking looking ahead right first games friday right yep. we've we've got you know is this your official spring trip or is this just an opening series in denver 
Yeah, I, I kind of have said our, our seniors got a little bit of the shaft this year, so to speak. But last year they had a crazy experience when we went to Hawaii. So they went to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, they went to Hawaii, which most of them went twice in, the, you know, in yeah. their careers. Calm down. And then, <laughs> correct, we took a spring trip um, to, to Cary, North Carolina. So we had two trips last year. Oh. Ne- and, and then next year we're actually taking our team uh, to the to the Dominican Republic. We're going to do a foreign trip there in January again. And and shout out if there's anybody listening and you want to help out. We're going to need some funds yeah. <laughs> for that trip. Absolutely. Uh, but, but no, we're we're going to do that next year. So this year, because of everything we did last year and, and spent quite a bit, and then what's coming next year, I'm trying to be a little bit more diligent with, you know, the costs of, of what mm-hmm. this season looks like. Um, so yeah, we we and, and on top of that, our conference schedule is a little bit unique, and I can I can touch on that, yeah. but. We're actually playing um, on the front end and the back end of our spring spring break week. We have conference games that were scheduled to be neutral site games, and and basically, without getting too long winded, our conference did this for the first time ever. The coaches have to mutually agree on a location and a date. We could have played any date that was open on our schedule against these two conference weekends. And it just so happened that we scheduled it on our conference or our, uh, our school spring break. Okay. Uh, booking. So, so that's the other thing as to why we're not going anywhere over spring break is we got to play conference games. Um, so it's, yeah, we've got two non-conference weekends and um, a couple midweeks that are non-conference. And then we roll into conference play March 8th at home is our home opener. And I, it looks good. Knock on wood um, against Bemidji. And, and so, from there so like this weekend hits and we play every weekend the rest of the year which is cool not having that gap Mm -hmm. yeah so heading out to regis right is what you know what's what's regis like how are they where do you feel like what are you going to learn from kind of these first two weekends of regis and drury hopefully right like are these walks in the park are they going to be good tests kind of what what are your general thoughts with this competition yeah, good question. Uh, I'm a lot more familiar with Drury's program. They're, Drury historically has been a lot more successful. They've been a, either a regional team or right in the mix to be a regional team most years. Okay. Um, and so th- they, they're they going to be good. I, I'm expecting them to be good. They have some talent. Uh, Regis historically hasn't been uh, in the same ballpark, but I think they're the type of team we like to play early where they're on the upswing. I see them as – a program that started to get to improve over the, the last few years. Um, they've been right around 500. And so I'm really, really hopeful. It's really big deal to play programs that are over 500 mm-hmm. uh, for regional ranking purposes and strength of schedule. So I'm hopeful they're that team. I hope they're the above 500 and they're good competition. And, you know, we've seen a little bit on them, but haven't, we don't know a ton yet. I've never played Re- Regis before in my, my history at Augustana. So mm-hmm. largely don't know a ton, but I know enough to know they haven't historically been the top of their conference in the RMAC. That's been Colorado Mesa's domination out there. And then any given year, you know, the, um, uh, Metro State, who are playing next year, and some schools like that have been a little bit better. But but they, they look solid this year. They they've won a few games. They're a little above 500 right now, uh, and, and they're going to have some games under their belt, which we won't. So uh, at the end of the day, it's, it is going to be a good initial test this weekend. I think um, we, we we play Missouri Western in the midweek in between, mm-hmm. uh, and they've had they've had a lot of success early on. They just swept St. Cloud last weekend in a three game series, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't great for our conference, but. So we play them in a midweek, and then we go to Drury, like you said, and and then we roll into that the 
some of our home stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how, how's the conference? What what are you? What's your feeling on the conference? Right? Like, who do you kind of? And you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Like, who do you kind of feel like is your biggest competition on paper? Right. I don't want to put out any bulletin board material, but like, who are you kind of like looking out for? Like, all right. Obviously, we know there is a target on our back just because of what we did last year, but we also know Mankato slash Minnesota, whatever we call them, is is going to be an issue. St. Cloud, whomever, right? Who 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 else is that that you're kind of keeping an eye on, if at all? Yes, yeah, it's an easy question. I mean, us and Mankato have been the two teams the last yeah. handful of years. I, I'm not going to beat around the bush. It's just there's really not anyone close outside of St. Cloud. You know, it's been us and Mankato and. And frankly, we've been quite a bit above Mankato. I mean, just the number mm-hmm. of wins and the successes we've had, but, but they've been really, really close. Yeah. Um, and so I think it'll be us two again. St. Cloud has the makings of some talent there. They So so the really weird dynamic, and, and, and we don't need to talk about this a ton, but I'll, but I'll reference it, the transfer portal stuff. Our league got hit a little bit by that. You know, Minnesota Crookston had a really, really, really best year ever in their program last year, and they had some talent. Well, their best pitcher left and one of their top hitters left. and mm. They still have some really talented guys back, um, but if they had those guys, you'd be like, holy buckets, they might be better than Mankato. Sure. You know? um, so, so, and Mankato lost their best hitter, and, and one of their, uh, while their top pitcher got hurt uh, last year's team, he's got a year of eligibility, but he's hurt, and then they lost another, another hitter that was in their lineup. So they lost a couple guys just for the portal, let alone graduation. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I still think it's going to be the two of us just because of what our programs have accomplished. St. Right. Cloud made the regional last year, so they're right there. Yep. Minot, Minot State looks solid. They're, they've got some old returning players. Um, they, they also lost one of their better players to Mankato, um, <laughs> which is a weird dynamic yeah. to transfer with the conference now. Um, so so that but, – but I think uh, Crookston, St. Cloud – you know, I, I think Wayne's going to have a better team this year. Uh, Southwest Minnesota State is older. They made the tournament last year. I mean, not to leave anybody else out. Winona's getting better. They got a new coach yeah. and, and it's doing a good job, and they've always been solid. But there's other teams, too. It, it's I think that what I'm seeing is that probably the middle of our conference is, 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 is growing closer to the top. I, I think we might see that a little bit more this year. Um, the bottom time will tell if the bottom can, can make some improvements to get to where it, it needs to, to help our conference improve. Um, it's been a bad start, frankly, our conference hasn't fared well these first couple weekends, mm. uh, Crooks and Mankato St. Cloud have all lost some pretty meaningful games. Um, so hopefully we're not the team picked to be at the top and then we go first weekend and, and do the same. So, sure. but you know, again, at the end of the day, I, I, I do think it's going to be a little bit of the usual suspects in the conference, but that. Yeah. There's a few in the middle there that might surprise some people. Okay. 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 Well, you know, as, as we said, right, play ball Friday. That's where we start to find out, right? Um, yeah, sure. You mentioned in your newsletter, and so I, I want to touch on it and give you an opportunity to kind of like tell us whatever right, is going on with respect to it um, on kind of some field and facility news slash updates or, you know, something that may be in the works. So yeah, I'm just curious, kind of where that what that cryptic message was all about. Yeah, well, it's it's been a well, 
long time coming, really year, years in the making of what we've been trying to accomplish. And, you, you know, if anybody's been on campus and seen what the softball team got done, their field is, is beautiful. It's basically, well, it is brand new, all turf, new dugouts, new fence, new lights. I mean, it's grandstand. It's, they did an awesome job. And so, you know, 11 years ago, we did an improvement project and a lot of alumni and, and parents helped out with that. And uh, now we're just getting a little older. It's time to replace our turf. And so we've been talking about for quite a few years doing some things to the baseball field to keep moving the bar, right, to keep moving it forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you just you don't get to this point as a program and then leave things alone and just expect to stay there. you, right. you got to keep keep progressing, you know. And so uh, now that softball has got some things done, I think it's kind of, quote, unquote, our turn. It's baseball's opportunity to – um, get out there and, and, and say, hey, this is what we need to do. This is what's going to happen. And so it's it's going to start with new turf. Um, we're kind of finalizing on what that's going to look like. We maybe didn't get as far as I wanted financially to do. I wanted to turf the whole field this summer, just re-turf, do everything. The outfield, the, you know, replace the infield. And, and we're not there yet. We're still hopeful we can get there. We're, we're, we got some people to talk to yet. But it looks like it might be replacing the infield, um, turf in the, the fall territory, turf the warning track, which we've had a bunch of issues with, especially early season, and then kind of set ourselves up that, you know, hopefully in the future the money will show up in the next year or two and we can turf the outfield, just connect to all those spots that we've already turfed. Um, but but either way, it's going to allow us to move uh, snow off the field a little bit easier with the warning track, the fall territories uh, turfed, and, and just play more games, get outside earlier, all that kind of stuff. But then the big thing that I've talked about is we don't want to just turf and then call it good. We, we've got some ideas for some indoor spaces, um, doing some kind of a training facility, mm-hmm. uh, with pitching, a pitching lab, uh, doing, oh. building, building a clubhouse or renovating a space that we have into a clubhouse. There's, there's some discussions going on. So that's really the, the big thing that I think we're going to put out there is, is that, hey, it looks like we're going to turf something this summer. Mm-hmm. And then we really hope we want to kick off kind of a campaign of sorts, make it more of a public, um, you know, plan of attack for, Hey, this is what's happening. It's exactly what we did. Lee Goldhammer was our guy the first time around Goldie love, love the guy. And he's like, Hey, yeah, I've got some farmland. I'll help you out and donated the land and we sold it. And that was our turf. You know, we got our turf taken care of. And then we're like, I, I don't know who else is interested in helping. You know, I was a fairly new coach at that time. And it, it was pretty cool developing relationships with alums and parents. And, and next thing you know, we got uh, grandstand and dugouts and nets and lights. And I mean, it was, it just turned into an awesome start to what our complex needs to look like. Sure. And so uh, what people are going to see is, is some designs coming real soon for a training space right next to, or basically connected uh, to our field on our, on our site. Um, you know, again, whether there's a, a clubhouse space connected to that, we're kind of working through those pieces of the puzzle. But it's going to be a significant uh, investment, and we're going to need a lot of help. And so hopefully there's some people that have, have really enjoyed what they're seeing with our, our program and, and, and the excitement we've got going on, and they want to, you know, want to keep helping out. And, and hopefully I think the, our, our tagline on the first project was step up to the plate. Hopefully we got some people who want to step up to the plate again or yeah. – even some, some new people along the way that are alums or program supporters or, or what have you. And I, I've already talked to some, I know there's a lot of people excited um, about helping and we'll just see where it goes here over the next handful of months. Well, how can, um, you know, me, we as alumni, how can we help uh, directly with that? Is it, uh, I assume you guys are going to probably put out 
a bunch of information, you know, uh, accepting donations, et cetera. But is there anything that we can do as alumni, whether it's reach out to you and maybe connect you to people that we know um, that would want to maybe make some of those larger contributions and potentially uh, kind of really move the ball forward? Uh, or, or is it really just kind of word of mouth and every little dollar helps? Like, what, what are your thoughts? Any, any kind of call to action that you could give uh, to me that I can share with everybody else? Yep. No, good question. We're going to be intentional with a couple things. Uh, one of them is going to be trying to, to gather a group of baseball alumni that are going to have, I don't know what we're going to call it, advisory board or something like mm-hmm. that, where it's, we're not going to ask a ton of time, but I, I think it's a cool opportunity to just connect right? I mean, I think of this all the time. How often do you talk to the guys outside of maybe a text message um, here and there in your group text, but just stay connected to the program. And so we're going to probably try to find guys in different eras. And and this is, I guess, the first answer to your question. If somebody's interested in being one of those guys to say, hey, I talked to, you know, eight, 10 guys within my, my class within a year or two of of when we came in together and we talk all the time and we'd love to, you know, like I can't talk to everybody, you know, there's, right. there's 400 some alumni out there and I'm going to try to connect with as many as I can. But uh, I think we're trying to have some stakeholders be those communication pieces and maybe even challenge some other guys to say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to give five grand. And they're like, what really? Okay. Yeah. Well I can do more or whatever. Sure. You know, that's kind of how it goes. So I think some of those touch points from myself, from Joel Gackles, our alumni, uh, athletic alumni development guy. And so Joel is going to be in touch with some people and, and just trying to put something together that uh, a, we'll have like a little one pager that shows you what we're trying to accomplish, what some of the costs are going to potentially be. Mm-hmm. And then trying to get a little bit more formalized in terms of how we communicate with people. And, and, and largely, you know, that's where you're going to find stuff out that you don't even know. You know, like I said, uh, our first project as, as an example, it was really very grassroots and I had no clue what we we're going to be able to do. And next thing you know, we raised, I think it was 1.3 or $4 million at that time. And we got way more than we expected. Nice. And so um, this go around, the number is probably going to be quite a bit higher than that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so uh, can we raise two, $3 million? I, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out along the way. Some of that might be community partnerships. Maybe we got an alum who's local who says, or parent or whoever, hey, I can help you do some construction work, or I can do this as an in-kind, or I can do some design. I, you know, I just, sometimes you just don't know all the stuff where people might have some interest or ability to help. It's not, you know, cash is huge, right? It's a no brainer, but there's a lot of other ways to to go about getting involved and and help us make things easy as we go through the the process. And that's stuff you learn along the way. Some of it's community partnerships that we're talking about, you know, that's outside of Augustana connections right now. And can Mm -hmm. we do something there to, find a group that might want to use our field and help us with some of the financing uh, that goes into these improvements. So there's a lot of ways we're going about this process. We're going to throw a bunch of stuff out there, see what sticks. But I I think for me, again, the the cool part is I've been here 16 years and it's awesome to see where we've got to, but, but I'm, you know, I guess the way I look at it, the the visionary piece is you got to look forward. And for me, man, who knows, maybe this is a career job. I'm here for, you know, 30, 40 years, however long I decide to keep doing it. And and so let's keep making it uh, an attractive place for our guys, you know, an opportunity for alumni, former parents to get excited about, you know, we always say you go back and wow, look what they have now. Well, that's, that's because those people that were now gone are still staying connected and involved. And so it's no different than I tell our players, um, 
you know, when you come back in five to 10 years, you should be jealous of what the current guys have because you were part of helping us get there. For sure. I think that's, that's certainly the message and who knows, I I get it. People have lives, they have kids, they have other things they have to do, but we hope that uh, at least we are, we can be a consideration of, uh, of that support along the way uh, for people that are, that have that philanthropic mindset, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, and I think that's kind of why I asked, right? You, you know, very well aware we're all uh, at different stages uh, within our journey of life, right? Um, some of us have, you know, found success, some are just starting out, you name it, right? So whatever any of us can do, you know, whether it's, you know, trying to make connections, as you mentioned, right? Somebody who can maybe who's a, a designer or an architectural engineer or whatever and can help with some of that stuff and refer, reduce some costs or, you know, connect to people that you know that, you know, want to be a part of the community and want to start giving back, whatever it might be, it, it's not just you, right? It's not just, you know, dependent upon me to write a check. You know, we, we all know a lot of people that, that want to be a part and, and help to give back and, you know, as you mentioned, right, I'm super jealous of where you guys are at right now, right, and and everything that you have, because I feel like Ronkin was Ronkin for 30 years before yeah. <laughs> or when I was there, right, and so to see these constant improvements, uh, not just within the baseball um, facility, but at the, on the campus as a whole has been really impressive, and yeah, you're absolutely right, it's it's our turn, right, we're, we're in the box, right, or on the mound, and, you know, let, let's let's get our little share and, and continue to make those upgrades and continue to have, like, quite arguably the best facilities in Division II um, college athletics, so I, I think that's incredible, and yeah, if, if you're listening to this, I don't know, reach out to you beforehand or just wait for the letter, what are your thoughts? Yeah, both, all of the above. Okay. Oh, there's not a right answer here. If somebody's interested, let me know. I'm I'm going to be probably making a lot of calls. Joel will that we're going to send out some some formal stuff as well. Uh, oh. I don't know if that'll get put on the website, but for sure, alumni, former parents, <clears throat> assuming we have correct email addresses for right. people, uh, we'll get some of the stuff I'm talking about. But yeah, don't hesitate to reach out for sure. I, I'm I, you know my my information is out there, and I'm I'm happy to happy to chat with anybody at any time. People that want to support us and help out. Love it. Love it. Well, anything else you want to uh, impart on us before you leave? I know you got a meeting coming up, so I don't want to. I don't want to budge into that. But no, I. I mean, honestly, th- thanks a ton. This was great. It's. Can you imagine how much information we just went through? And if I tried to type this up and put it out there to a newsletter, it would have been absolutely awful. So this is great. Thank you, Love Jeff. Uh, you're way smart. I wish I would have thought of this back when we uh, when we chatted last. We could have set it up uh, even even more 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 time sensitive on your end and mine, but no, this is great. I, I love it. We're going to send this out. Uh, the link, once you get it to me, to, to everybody that's, that's been connected to us. And I, I hope they enjoy listening that it, it, you know, just find out what's going on and what we're up to. And that's half the battle. I, I, I do want to try to get some alums back to campus, you know, to see what is going on, show them the current spaces. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you'll see some other information from me that We'll also touch on that to maybe even just shoot for, hey, can we get a, a reunion of sorts from classes of, you know, four or five years of guys that we think would be cool to get together. Just give you guys a reason to, to hang out. Absolutely. And that's my goal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. Well, thank you uh, for the time. As always, uh, I will I'll get you this as soon as I possibly can. Probably shoot it to you on Wednesday morning once, once awesome. it's live. Um, yeah. 
you know, keep up with the team, go Augie.com or follow them on X at Augie Baseball, right? Keep up with them throughout the year. Best of luck this weekend. Tell the guys, you know, go get them, you know, let's, let's go. All right. Let's yep. get you back there yep. again Thanks this year. Me, Jeff. Can't wait. Take it easy, coach. Thanks for your time. You bet. You have a good one. You too. Bye. All right. Best of luck to Tim and the boys this year. If time permits, you know, I hope to have him on a few more times to talk about the season, how they're doing, how he's feeling, you know, where they're going, what's next, you name it, right? Thanks again for checking out the podcast. If you enjoyed it, be a friend, tell a friend, and also please subscribe. It means a lot. Of course, don't forget to check out our other podcast, Back to Even on Mondays, The Greatest People You've Never Met on Tuesdays, and of course, only the important stuff dropping on Wednesdays. Hope everybody has an awesome week, and we will catch you all next week. Until next time, be easy.